Welcome to Step Into the Story. Incredible conversations of how the Bible changes lives, changes families, and changes communities across the globe. And here's your host, Phil Tuttle of Walk Through the Bible. Well, welcome to Step Into the Story. This is going to be a great conversation today with Myrna Brown, and I'll tell you about her in a minute. But, you know, every time we gather on Step Into the Story, we explore the intersection of God's story and our story. And today, as we talk to Myrna, Myrna, first of all, welcome to Step Into the Story. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Thank you, Phil. It is my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. So your story is a long one and a full one. I'm not saying you're old by that. I should probably have edited those words carefully. But, but you, I am. But you've had a lot of experience. I love the way your Twitter profile captures your life. It says reader, speaker, writer, editor. We could add producer, wife, mom. We could add more of the many hats that you wear, um, talent, cultivator. But what unifies all of those things together is the last three words of your Twitter profile that simply say, for his glory. And um, I'm just, uh, thank you for being so bold. You are the first journalist that we've had on Step Into the Story. And um, I'm so looking forward to this conversation because it's a, it's a tough place to live, isn't it? At the, at the intersection of God's word and current events. It is. It is. And I will tell you, Phil, that I am most comfortable doing what you're doing. So where I am right now, I, you know, on the other side of the mic, uh, my heart, can you hear my heart beating? I can. can you hear something? I can. Absolutely. Uh, so this part makes me nervous, but uh, I'm going to, I'm, you know, just going to do my best. That- and uh, you're, you're absolutely right. Yes, it is. It is a, challenging, you know, these are challenging times. And I'm thankful that, uh, and I know we'll talk about what I'm doing now, uh, compared to uh, what I, you know, spent 30 plus years uh, doing uh, in commercial television, but I know we'll get to that. I'm jumping the gun. Yeah, you are. See, you just, you just can't resist. You're, (laughs) you're leading the witness and you're supposed to be the witness today. So, uh, (laughs) you know, many people who are listening right now, probably know you, recognize your name. And then there's a whole nother group of people that your name just kind of sounds familiar to. Um, just to just to kind of sum it up, uh, you mentioned it, 30 years in, in broadcasting, um, you, you know, you you served with um, those of us in Atlanta would be familiar with you from WSB TV, um, mm-hmm. where I get my local news. Um, Eleven years there, you spent thirteen years with Turner Broadcasting, and you know you put all of those things together and some other assignments before that, where you grew up in Mobile, Alabama, and then later in High Point, North Carolina. Um, but all of those things, and I did not know that you were a, a multiple Emmy Award winner. Congratulations for that. <laughs> oh, well. I want to <laughs> wind the clock way back, though, um, to when you were a young child. And um, I'm just very fascinated to find out what is the path that God brought you on to lead you to um, choosing a career in journalism? I mean, do you have 
Just tell us some about your growing up years, your family of origin, um, but especially I want to try to discover with you when this seed uh, was planted in you. Hmm. Well, I, as you said, grew up in Mobile, Alabama, and um, I have, you know, my mom and dad, my dad worked for the post office uh, for 42 years, uh, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom for many years uh, until we were older, and uh, then she worked at a bank and, and did a number of different things. Uh, I have two younger brothers. One brother is 18 months younger than me. And and then my youngest brother is seven years younger than me. So I'm the oldest. Yeah. Two brothers, two big headed brothers. No, I love them. (laughs) (laughs) And my parents uh, introduced my brothers and I uh, to the Lord. Uh, You know, they, they live that life. Uh, Christville life and just and passed it on to us. Um, so I grew up in the church and mm. my mom sings. She taught, thankfully, I inherited, you know, that from her. And so she taught me how to sing and sing in church. And, and so I spent a, a, a great deal of time uh, in choirs and, and I, you know, play. They uh, allowed me to take piano lessons, gave me piano lessons, and I pr- played for, you know, my church and some other churches as a as a young person, as a child and teenager. Um, and so what I wanted to do growing up, I wanted, and this is the truth, I wanted to be a movie star. I wanted to be a, a, a movie star slash singer. Wow. That's what I wanted to do. And uh, because I wasn't afraid to, and I'll just say, you know, be out front and to sing or to to speak, you know, my parents, you know, full of talent, you know, my dad and my mom, public speaking came easy for them. My mom sings. And so I thankfully, thank the Lord, he gave me bits and pieces of, of uh, you know, that you know, bits of pieces of their talent that just, uh, you know, came to me. And um, so I wanted to, I wasn't afraid to get up and speak and, and that kind of thing. So that's what I wanted to do. But I mean, I'm growing up in Mobile, Alabama mm-hmm. in the 19, you know, 70s. And I thought, okay, I'm probably not going to make it to Hollywood. So uh, then in high school, I I will say that I participated in in several oratorical contests Mm. in in high school and uh, enjoyed that. I always have enjoyed public speaking. And then I remember in Mrs. Eason's English class, and we had career day. And a reporter from the local TV station came to speak to our class. And to this day, I remember her name, Beverly Count Rodriguez. I still remember her name. And she came and talked to us. And I said, I want to do that. That's that's what I want to do. I want to be a reporter. And, um, you know, they had something at my at the local station where it's called Youth Magazine. I auditioned and I, you know, you know, and it was open to. Uh, students all over Mobile County. And um, and at that time, you know, Mobile 
was the second largest state in Alabama. So, mm. you know, so I auditioned and, and I was one of the youth magazine reporters. Um, so that's, that's so that's great. Kind of how that started. Yeah. That's so great. I love the passage in Proverbs that talks about train up a child in the way they should go. And ESV says, and even when they're old, they will not depart from it. And, you know, growing up, that that meant discipline your child, uh, get them under control early. But as I've studied it, and a lot of people who are better at that than I am, you know, it seems the better translation would be train up a child according to their bent, according to their wiring. And uh, just to hear what an exquisite job your parents did recognizing that in you and rather than trying to squelch it and um we we joke in our family it's not really funny though our my older sister who's seven years older so i resonated with that um but but was very outgoing and and my dad especially would consistently say to her suzanne suzanne receive don't transmit receive don't (laughs) transmit and it and it really did squelch her outgoing, expressive personality. And I think mm-hmm. it's so cool how your parents, you know, that they not only understood that, but they actually nurtured that. That's Thank that's you. just fascinating to hear how early this all got going in your life. They did. They did. I'm very thankful. They're both uh, still uh, alive and healthy. My mom, well, I can't tell you her age. She'll, she'll kill me. Oh, no. So I can't oh, do no. that. <laughs> but they're still they're still. Uh, they're doing well. They're doing well. I, I will say, Phil, now in retrospect, because, you know, we always look back. And and so in retrospect, I, even though I received Jesus as my Savior at, you know, 12 years old, you know, got baptized, um, I, I, I sort of stayed a baby Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, there was not uh, a lot of, development or discipleship. There were programs, but not a lot of what I know today as discipleship. And so um, I didn't ask God, okay, Lord, how do you want to use these talents that you've given me for your glory? I just said, I want to be on TV because I want to be on TV. You know, that, <laughs> you know, as I look back. And, and so as I've gotten older and uh, I have friends, who have been in ministry for 30 plus years. And I think about, well, what if I had, what if, what if that had been, uh, it just, it wasn't part of the culture that I grew up in. And, you know, to be a missionary, that, that was for little old people who, you know, not for young people. It, it just, it wasn't part of, of, uh, of, of what was presented, you know, uh, to me. And uh, so as I look back, I, I wish that I had asked God, how do you want to use these, these gifts? Now, you know, um, ha- have I still, have I been able to use the gifts for his glory? Yes, of course. But, I, you know, I think about what if, you know, we all do. <laughs> sure, sure. But I'll tell you what, um, don't be surprised if you could turn back time and you did all that, if God would say, well, I put the desires in your heart. You know, it's it's not, again, that verse so often misunderstood that God will give you the desires of your heart. You know, the, yeah. they're in there, and if you live this way, then God's going to go, well, okay, you can do that. Or is it more that it's God who's placing those desires 
in our hearts. And um, mm. I just, I mean, the, the shocker for me growing up, and I didn't begin to discover this till college, my life parallels yours in, in some ways of mm-hmm. meeting Christ early, but I've got my insurance policy. When I die, I know where I'm going, uh, but now leave me alone, God, kind of thing. And, yep. and yep. Um, you know, but then to see that that you can serve God in any profession. It can all be a platform for ministry, assuming it's not illegal or immoral or something. Um, sure. But but to see, uh, I mean, I would classify you as a missionary in a uh-huh. in an unreached people group that yeah. desperately needs the light of Jesus Christ. So mm-hmm. um, don't don't sell short the process that God took you through. Thank you for that encouragement. I, I appreciate that. I, wow. Thank you. So um, long career with uh, with WSB and and also with Turner Broadcasting. And then in, in 2016, a pretty major shift after that um, to head to the World News Group. And again, listeners may or may not be too familiar with that. Um, sketch out just in a few sentences, what is World News Group and what makes it so unique that, that you took what many would read as, you know, not the next great career jump, but um, maybe lateral at best. Maybe some would even say, um, wow, she's dropping down to a, a, a lower place of working and visibility. What, what was the draw for you with the World News Group? Ah, uh, wow, yeah. Uh, World News Group. So been around, started by Joel Bell. Uh, the, so they make, it's made up first uh, a magazine. And um, uh, so the magazine is World Magazine. And, and it had a history even before that. But I'm, I'm just going to start with World Magazine. Been around for 40 years. And then there's the world and everything in it, which is the podcast. Um, and it's you know, it's it's biblically objective journalism that informs, educates, and inspires. Yeah, and I I get to I get to uh, co-host uh, a few days out of the week, and and then I I uh, do stories uh, for the podcast uh, as well. And then there's the um, there's World Watch, which uh, is the uh, video news uh, program. For specifically, you know, for teens, designed for teens, but really safe enough, you know, for younger kids and adults learn some things too. You bet. And I, you bet. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a 10 minute um, video news program daily. And I get to uh, be a reporter. I get to report, uh, I'm a reporter for that show. And um, I fill in for the big bash who is, uh, our host. I fill in for him when he's away. So that, that's, and then there's world digital. So, you know, it, it's, as the name suggests, um, it's the yeah. digital component. Yeah. Multiple means uh, of delivery, but the, the right, same mission right. and all of it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, my, pastor at the time, this was back in 20, probably 17, uh, 2018. And my pastor was listening. He was a listener of uh, the world and everything in it. And he told my husband about it because we were new to the church and, and um, to that particular church. And then my husband, Stanley told me about it. And I started listening and I thought, 
oh boy, I, I, I would love to be a part of this. And then my husband, again, found on the website, World Journalism Institute, WJI. And it's for college students. Well, of course, I've, I'm way past that. But also for if they had something called a mid-career course. So people like me. And in 28 January, 2018, uh, you know, first you had to apply. I applied. I was accepted. And, and then for about 10 days in January of 2018, I got to be a part of this class of, of students. And, and, oh, it was uh, just, you know, truly life-changing because when I went to college, I'm going to give you a quick example, um, and I studied com- communication uh, at the University of South Alabama in Mobile, which is, you know, where I'm from. And during my college years, um, you know, we were told um, that the ultimate goal as a journalist is to be objective. Okay. Right. And so what does that mean? Uh, well, you're doing a story and everybody involved in this story has a different perspective. So Myrna, your job as an objective journalism, as a, as an objective journalist is to get the perspective of each of those people, source A, source B, source C. And then you interview everybody involved, you know, you record what they have to say, and then you quote all three sources equally. If you do that, you have done your job. You've been objective in your coverage. And that's, that's how I practice journalism. And, but, but see, here's the difference. So let's go to the word. You know, Psalm 24, 1 says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. So God is, is the builder of, of, of the house that we, we all live in, which is the world. And what did God give us to help us understand this world? He gave us his word, you know, mm-hmm. his, his Bible, which explains how the house or the world was made. Okay. And so biblically objective journalism says that only God knows the true objective nature of things. And the Bible, which is God's book, is the, is the only completely objective and accurate view of the world. So when we follow the Bible, we come close to objectivity. You know, that's, that's why, you know, the only true objectivity, you know, is biblical objectivity. Mm. And that's kind of the basis of biblically objective journalism. That's the, that's the difference. Yeah, and if yeah. you're going to interview all sources, then certainly the creator <laughs> of everything should not be out of bounds as a relevant right. source. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. You know, um, the other day somebody asked me, I, I failed the question, by the way, said, what's the first question in the Bible? And, you know, I lead walk through the Bible. I'm supposed to know this stuff. And, and I said, is, was it when God went searching for Adam after he and Eve ate of the fruit? And, you know, Adam, uh-huh. where are you? And they're like, nope. Uh-huh. And the first question was the serpent saying, did God really say this? Wow. Did God yeah. really say? And, you know, certainly we're living in a time when God's word is under attack. Did God really say this? Well, if he said that, is this really what he meant? 
And and yeah. who is he that he's worthy of being listened to? So, oh wow, there's so many more things I want to discuss with you, and we'll we'll do that. But I want to take just a second to talk about a tool from Walk Through the Bible that can help all of us discover our place of our story in God's story. So listen to this, and and Myrna, we'll continue our conversation in just a second. Later in this episode. Myrna talks about Walk Through the Bible's Indeed magazine and what it meant to her life and her walk with God. Indeed is an award-winning bi-monthly devotional magazine written by well-known author Chris Tigre. Each week of devotions focuses on a new theme with daily readings to deepen your understanding of Scripture and the heart of God. Weekend articles provide testimonies, application, and more of how God works in our lives through His Word. Go to walkthrough.org slash indeedmagazine where you can download a free sample issue to see what it's like. We think you'll find it a treasured companion to your daily Bible reading and your walk with God. That's w-a-l-k-t-h-r-u dot org slash indeedmagazine. Explore the heart of God. Well, welcome back to Step Into the Story and a great conversation with my special guest, Myrna Brown. A career in journalism, um, so much more to talk about, and especially that that place where Myrna's story and God's story have so intersected with each other. And Myrna, as I, as I listen to the way that God continues to work in your life, you make me hungry for God to use me and my career um, more and more like he's using yours. And I, I pray that our conversation is having that effect on a whole bunch of people. Thank you for just being so open about the victories, but also the struggles you've experienced along the way. I really, I really appreciate your, your transparency with everything. Oh, well, you know, thank you for his glory again, for his glory. Yeah, that's, that's what it all comes down to, doesn't it? Um, I, I have a strange question and maybe you've been asked this lots of times, but, but maybe not. Uh, your background, your experience as a journalist, your approach to discovering truth, I just wonder how does that impact the way that you personally read or study scripture? Um, I'll bet you I'll bet you read a narrative passage in the Bible differently than you would if you, you know, had a had a different profession and a different life calling. Have you ever thought about that before? Wow, I, not really. I mean, that I've never I've never been asked that question. <laughs> so, thanks, Phil. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so, well, let's let's think it through out loud. So, so I I journal, um, have been journaling. So that that's a part of of I think a part of, uh, of, of what I do and how that has transferred to my everyday life. I've kept a journal since my youngest, uh, right before he was born and he's 25. So that's how long I have. I'm looking at them right now, tubs of these books, these little, these journals that, that I've kept. And I'm going to, you know, when I, when the Lord, uh, you know, takes me home, I'm going to, um, pass them on to my children so they'll have a, a interesting perspective on, on who their mother was. What a was. precious gift. Wow. 
So, so, but in these journals, um, they're, they're prayer journals. So these are my prayers to the Lord. And I went, I, I went back, this was in July of this year and, uh, July 14th. And I, I dated 8, 16 a.m. And I was reading in Judges, uh, chapter two. Now, um, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what I wrote in my journal, but I want to tell you about, just remind us about Judges chapter two. Joshua, you know, is, is dead now. And, um, you know, there's another generation that, uh, has come up. His, his, Joshua's generation, they, they've, they're gone. They're dead. And this new generation have, have, you know, has come up, but they don't know the Lord um, because, you know, their parents didn't tell them. So they are, the, the Israelites are doing what, you know, is evil in the Lord's sight. And basically they are worshiping idols. And so as I'm reading that and the Holy Spirit, as I'm reading that, you know, it's like, because I'm thinking, oh, how could man what you know, worship an idols? They just forgot. They don't. They they don't remember how the Lord what He did. You know, uh, and and then I feel like the Holy Spirit said, "Well, you did too. Mm. You 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 did too." And and so this is what I wrote in my journal. I said uh, Wednesday, July fourteenth, eight sixteen a.m. Thank you, Lord, for this new day, Father. Thank you for your word today from from Judges. Chapter two, Lord, my idol was marriage. Mm. I thought marriage would give me my heart's desire, but it became my idol. Um, And I said, but finally, when I realized that I needed you and you alone and to serve you, you gave me marriage. Um. You gave me my heart's desire. And I just said, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Mm. So the, the back story, um, you know, I was married to uh, my children's father for 13 years. And uh, that marriage ended in divorce. Mm-hmm. And then I was single for 10 years. And during that 10-year wilderness, I will call it experience, um, I wanted, I, I felt like, okay, marriage, if I get married again, that's going to, you know, that's going to, I, I, I never use these words, but that's going to be my savior. That mm. That's going to make me, you know, whole. And be whole again, yeah. And, yeah, and whole again. I, you know, it wasn't my idea for the divorce, so I wanted to be married again. Uh, and so that's what the Holy Spirit revealed to me that I, that, and I, I recognized this, you know, during that time, after a period of time. And then when I, there was a point where I, I just, I said, okay, God, I, I'm going to serve you period. Just, and I threw myself into serving the Lord. And when I did that, that's when I met Stanley. Uh, my husband Stanley, and we've been married for eight years, and and we're a blended family. He brought two to our to our union, and I brought two, and I'm so thankful uh, because God gave me this godly man. Um, exactly, I mean, exactly uh, answered my prayers, and uh, 
and, and, wow. and, and he did that when I stopped trying to do it myself, when I stopped trying to, you know, let me see who, you know, stop trying to find well, who is going to be my husband, because that's going to make me, you know, as you said, hold and, and uh, uh. I wish that, you know, looking back, why didn't I use that time to just the entire time to just fully give myself in, you know, in service to the Lord mm. instead of being so preoccupied with, uh, mm. with marriage, which became my idol. Wow. So, wow. I don't, I don't know if that answered. No, question, that's really good. One of, one of the resources that we created at walk through the Bible a few years ago is a, is a small group series called chosen on the, on the life of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Um, chosen when God calls your name is the subtitle. And, um, you know, I mean, her life totally disrupted. She feels all alone. And, and then of course, as her, as her life unfolds, but, um, one of the, one of the things in there is I don't think it's original, but I could never find who said it. Uh, but something to the effect of sometimes our dreams have to die before God's dream can be born through us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, certainly that was true of, of Mary with the disruption after the angel's visit. But, you know, it, it was in that disappointing of disappointment of the, your first marriage ending and then those, those wilderness years, and I, I'm guessing the wilderness years probably started before the actual divorce, if it's like most times. Mm-hmm. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's during those times that we learn that God really is the husband to the husbandless and the father to the fatherless. And Amen. you don't, you don't get that deep faith on the cheap without a whole lot of pain. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and now Stanley with you having God in his rightful place, Stanley's life is a whole lot easier because you're not looking to him to right. meet needs that only your heavenly father has the ability to meet. So yes. Amen. Uh, Amen. Yeah. Again, yeah. again, I mean, the process of God, um, leveraging even what we view sometimes as our greatest failures or disappointments, God, there's no story that God can't redeem. There's just not. And, yeah. uh, again, it's easy to go, wow, why didn't I back then? And why didn't I, and all that. And sometimes I wonder if our heavenly father just goes, Oh, my child, you know, <laughs> That's not the way you yeah. all down there on earth learn. So um, mm-hmm. I want to um, I want to discuss one more topic with you, and you transitioned us beautifully into it. Um, you and Stanley share four children, four adult children, Travis, Kelsey, <laughs> Kayla, and Joshua. And um, he has used that experience of bringing two families together into one, and you've established a, a ministry jointly together called Blended Covenant Living. Um, yeah. Our listeners can find it at blendedcovenantliving.org. Um, you know, you go back, you don't have to go very many years. There was nothing out there for blended families. There was True. just, it created the um, pastors rarely mention the unique challenges, and it's like mm-hmm. they might say, and it's even harder if this is not your first marriage or something. <laughs> but um, what's the what's the mission of uh, Blended Covenant Living? Well, uh, I want to tell you that. Thank you for for, for mentioning uh, for mentioning our, our ministry. Thank you uh, for doing that. Um, so Stanley uh, came up with 
the title. So Blended Covenant Living, uh, Blended by Choice, Covenant by God, Living by Grace. Ooh, that's really good. He came up with that, and uh, I love it. And and we want to encourage uh, couples, couples in general, uh, because whether it's a blended family or traditional family, you know, we marriage is God's idea, and we want to uh, support and um, encourage couples in general, but especially blended families like ours, mm. because, you know, there's a, a different dynamic uh, added uh, to uh, the mix when you blend families. And, um, you know, we want to celebrate the, the, the biblical model, the biblical purpose and, and the plan of marriage. And the, w- the way that we do that uh, primarily is uh, through a podcast, um, because, of course, broadcasting is is, is uh, my background. Stanley is a, uh, an IT uh, professional, and he's been doing that for 35-plus years. So he brought that to the table, and we just sort of came together and uh, created this podcast where we interview uh, couples, blended uh, couples, and we tell their stories. You know, mm. well, how we, we interview them and they tell their stories. And, 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 and the purpose is so that other blended couples, other blended families, husbands and wives, when they come together, they'll hear, oh, so we're not the only ones right. going through this. Oh, and, and then sometimes it's, oh, that's so sweet because we want to ask them how they met. And we want to remind them of that sweetness, you know, how they came together. It's usually a funny story. And we, you know, we talk about that, we laugh, but we talk about the tough times of, you know, uh, just all the different dynamics with different, you know, the, the ex-wife and, and mm. the children and how are they dealing with this blendedness and the difficulties that come with that, um, being, a, you know, the, the, being a stepmom, uh, the, and, the biological children having loyalty to their uh, biological mother. And it, I mean, there are just so, so many different stories uh, mm. that come out of that. And um, so that's what we do with the podcast. We also uh, are facilitators of uh, family life, uh, their oh, art good. of marriage. Yeah. yeah. So we, we do, uh, art of marriage seminars uh, at different churches. Uh, we do one-on-one. You know, we have people come to our home, and we uh, walk through, with them through that, uh, the art of marriage, which is uh, such an excellent resource, and other resources um, as well. Love and Respect uh, is another one that we've done, just a number of different. Oh, that's uh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, so we just try to encourage people. You know, it just hit me while you were talking that um, in the strictest definition, Jesus grew up in a blended home. Mm, yes. You know? Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, it's 
too complicated for me to explain how all that worked. I, I guess we'll understand right. in heaven. But, you yeah. know, t- so many times, especially Satan's one of his main strategies is to, is to isolate, that you're the only one going through this. Or, or yeah. you on a good day, your plan B. And, and to see that even in the life of our Savior, Messiah, Jesus Christ, that, mm-hmm. that God used a blended family situation. That's about yeah. as awesome as it gets. Yeah. Oh, Myrna, yeah. I, I, have, I have enjoyed this. You know, in heaven, there's not going to be a clock on the wall, and we could, we could just keep going for a while. But um, uh-huh. you're in Atlanta. Uh, you and Stanley and Ellen and I are in Atlanta. Um, I, I want to meet face-to-face sometime and, and um, just continue this conversation and get to know each other better. But oh, Let me say one thing. Sure. Say, well, two things. First of all, we moved. We relocated in, in, in August. Oh. Of this year, yeah, we live. We live in. We I, we're back home in Alabama. I wanted to be closer. Congratulations! We to, be closer to my parents. Wow. So we live. In, we live in Spanish Fort, Alabama, which is about thirty miles uh, from Mobile, and we we love it. We absolutely love it. And, and but we still can get our children. Our our adult children are still in the Metro Atlanta area. So we we're there often. So we would like to get together when the next time we're there. All I right. would like let's, to do that. Let's make that happen. The other thing I want to tell you really quickly is that during that 10-year wilderness period that I talked about, um, I would I relied heavily on devotionals. And is it indeed? Yes. In, oh, my goodness. I would get, I don't know if you all still have me in your, uh, I would have been Myrna Moore back then. Wow. But, uh, I, I would get them on a monthly basis. And oh my goodness! And I, I remember seeing Phil Tuttle, and I would often I was like, I wonder, I wonder who he is. You know, I'm talking to you. Well, so, there you go. Sometime we'll uh, trade sides of the microphone, but uh, and we yeah. will make sure that you get a an updated subscription to Indeed because oh. it is still, you know, it's on a multi year cycle, and yeah. um, it's if. If any of our listeners are in a rut with God, I consider Indeed to be one of just the best rut busters to to reconnect with God on a deeply personal basis. So, Myrna, I'm so glad you shared that. That's fantastic. Let me pray with you before I let you go. Father, thank you for the unique way that you have wired Myrna for her parents and the critical role that they had in her life for her professionalism, for the just the it factor that you placed in her that allowed her to excel and um, be honored very much in a highly competitive industry. Lord, thank you that along the way you've also taken her deeper with you. You've, you've even used some hard times to do that. But Lord, I, I pray that now as she calls many of us to find the place where your word intersects with the news that we read and we see on a daily basis, Lord, that we won't withdraw from either. We won't withdraw from full cultural engagement, but we also won't withdraw from your timeless truth. Lord, continue to give her creativity, continue to give her boldness. May she and Stanley have great wisdom in shepherding now adult kids and all the unique challenges of that. And Lord, thank you that um, I and all of us today have made a new friend 
with Myrna. And Lord, we just can't wait to see what you're going to do in and through her next. So thank you for this conversation. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Thank you, everybody, for being here with us. And um, we'll see you next time on Step Into the Story for another exciting conversation of how God is working in the lives of people in all sorts of careers and callings. We'll see you next time on Step Into the Story. Thank you for joining us for the Step Into the Story podcast, powered by Walk Through the Bible. We'd love to hear what you think by giving us a review on iTunes or Google Play. Also, don't miss a single episode by clicking the subscribe button. If you'd like more resources to help you explore and live God's word in your daily life, visit walkthrough.org. That's W-A-L-K-T-H-R-U dot O-R-G. Walk through the Bible. Take a walk. Change the world.